You're listening to an all-new episode of Off the Rails with Sloppy Yellow. Views and opinions expressed here reflect hardcore fan perspectives and sometimes might be factual. Be advised, this podcast may contain adult language. Well, Billy Bradley, I saw one of the best races I have seen. Uh, I mean, it was probably a top-end race of all time as far as I'm concerned. The, the Daytona 400 race. Uh, what's that, Billy? I said I agree with you on yeah, that. Yeah. That thing was amazing. I mean, I it, and, and the storyline. We talked about it last week. The storylines that 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 came forward from this playoff system and all that just absolutely positively made this race interesting for everybody from one to twenty-five. And from one to twenty-five, this it made the the, the race amazingly interesting. We all know anybody can win Daytona plate races. It was a, a fantastic strategy all the way out. It was unbelievable. Those guys were going for it from very early on, Billy Bradley. Everybody wanted stage points, all that kind of stuff, to the very last lap. It was. I thought it was a phenomenal race. I thought there was – luckily, uh, nobody got um, got hurt or anything like that. Some cars got smashed up and that sort of thing. But, Billy, I don't know what else we could want as a fan – that, that, I mean, is there anything we did not see, except for maybe Dale Jr. crossing the finish line, but is there anything we did not see that, that could have happened there in Daytona? No, as a fan, you know, there's what better way, there's only one better way that we can end the season that we ended the regular season, and that's in the regular season in the championship race at Talladega Speedway. That's the only way we can make that any better. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. You're you're an industry guy, and it's well. (laughs) I I understand your point. I said as a fan. Yeah, as a fan, there's nothing better than than having that thing be the final race because everybody can win that thing. And instead of driving around Phoenix uh, with with, with everybody letting the four guys go ahead and and all the teams – you know, racing for What do you think would happen at a super there. speedway when there's four guys on the line for a championship? What do you think would happen? How exciting do you think that race would be? I think this is what you do. You put, I you want put you, a million dollars. I want you to dollars. think about the reality of it because those four cats would ride around by themselves a half a lap back. You're exactly right. Who knows no. what would happen? Okay, that, that may this, be true. I said as remember, a fan. Billy and I talked about this, I believe it was last year, Billy. Maybe it was a year before. I can't remember. But what Billy and I want to see is a million dollars to a non-championship uh, person to win the damn race. That's the only way that, that finale race is going to be worth a shit until the last five laps. It doesn't matter where it goes. Yeah. It's going to be shitty unless you make it so that the, a, a non number uh, a non-championship eligible driver gets a million dollars to win that race okay now all of a sudden we're not going to have a boring ass race but that's not what we had <laughs> this was a perfect place to end it at the regular season because everybody had an opportunity right. to get up there and win it wasn't just four yeah. guys and everybody went out there and there was and there was a whole lot of strategy like we talked about there were so many different agendas as far as strategy who needed to be where who needed to do what all of that was playing out now, Rob, I, I, Rob, I agree with you. Rob, ahead, I got, you said that about the strategy. As soon as we pulled off pit road, I listened to TJ Majors on uh, starting in the race, and as soon as he started the car up, he relayed safe gas, safe fuel. <laughs> For you people that's bitches about a few mileage race, it seems like every race we run, that's what you hear when you first start off, save fuel, save fuel. So every race is really a few mileage race if you want to get into it. Uh, Rob, question: um, We uh, there's a lot of talk. Uh, there's there's a, a NASCAR reporter that I don't follow, never have followed, and um, just uh, the little bit I know about him, I, I don't like. But he hates, and a lot of NASCAR fans hate points as they run. I freaking love it. And in and, and, and Saturday's race, it absolutely was, was phenomenal. Rob, when you're down there in the pits, are you guys aware of where you're at on the track and where you need to be and, and the points and, and, and all that stuff during the course of the race? Or do not have, give a flying shit about it until the very end? Well, how do you guys – what has been your experience it all depends. in your years? Okay, go ahead. It, 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 it all depends on your situation. Like, obviously – 
you know, the bottom three or four, you know, 14, 15, 16 in points, 17 and 18, you know, whoever had a mathematical yeah. shot. Yeah. And if I recall looking at the graphic that NBC was putting up, it was basically the two that were in and the two that were out. Yeah. And they were putting yeah. up points as they run. And you better believe that the guys that are in that position, one, the drivers want to know where they are, what's going on, and two, the teams are well aware of where they need to be and what's going on, and they want to know where everybody else is. Hey, you need to be two or three spots ahead of such and such, or he's three spots ahead of you. You need to finish five spots ahead of him. So, yeah, and we're in that situation, you worry about it. Yeah. Well, it it played out fantastically, and I thought uh, NBC did a pretty good job. I don't like how how they have their ticker, Billy Bradley. I don't like it up on the top. I like it down on the side like Fox does, but I like the way that they put the points on the side because you can see it really clearly. You can see it change. They did a, I thought it was a fantastic way to watch the race, um, personally. I thought it was really, really good. Uh, Jimmy Johnson does not get in, but that's not the story as far as I'm concerned, Billy Bradley. Young no, William I... Byron got his first win, and he went up there and took it. He absolutely went up there and took that win. I thought he, he finally showed – what we've all thought that he could do behind the race car. He's had some pretty bad luck. Um, had some wrecks, been some unfortunate incidents and that sort of things. But I thought the way Chad Knauss and William Byron used strategy to get up there, it, Billy, I thought it was, it was literally like a textbook thing. And, of course, the master himself, uh, Chad Knauss, gets his young driver in. He, in fact, he's younger he got a victory in the 24 younger than Jeff Gordon did. But, Billy, I, I think we may have seen the beginning of Jack and Niles and William Byron um, maybe start to, to sneak up some wins here, like like Ryan Blaney started a couple years ago, like like Chase, maybe not like Chase Elliott. Chase is a pretty special guy. But, but Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, Alex Bowman's got a couple wins now. So I, this may – I mean – do you think that this is going to turn the corner for them, or are they going to struggle back there? This is a one-off thing, and, and William Byron's not going to get many more wins after this. I think for sure it brings momentum to them. I mean, we you know, we ain't always boost up the morale, but I want to see what they do at uh, in Darlington. I want to see what they do. You know, the short track, you know, of course, they're, they're going to be good. I want to see how they compete on the mile and a half before I take a judgment, but we all know winning is the best feel-good medicine you got. It's, it does fantastic for an entire organization. It's going to pump up the nine team. It's going to pump up the 88. Uh, it's going to pump them all up over there at, at Hendrick Motorsports and and, and, I, and, and maybe Chevy because um, they need a little bit, of, little bit of mojo. But, I mean, we're getting ready to go to a – we're getting ready to go to a very – technical, very skilled. Darlington is not Daytona, okay? Darlington is not Daytona. And as a matter of fact, Rob, I understand we're using the the 550 horsepower place here. And this is like, I think this is the smallest track that they're going to use that that package on. And, And we saw what happened early in Darlington when we came back, you know, with the pandemic. A lot of guys didn't make it very far. Um, they they got some time in the seat now, but Rob, going from Daytona, getting a win at Daytona and getting a win at Darlington are two different things altogether, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, and I will mention this one thing a little special about just because of this year and the way things worked out. We typically only race Darlington once a year. That's right, once yeah, a year. So we would not have we would be coming here right now with. The only notes we have are from 2019. Yeah. This year, it is the first race in the playoffs, and we've already raced here twice. Yeah. Since May. The same way. Yeah. Pretty much going to be your same weather condition. Yep. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we there, there's a little you know there's a little twist to it, and it's not going to hurt anybody. Yeah. Um, it's just an interesting fact that this wouldn't you know be this would be a different animal. Had we not already been here? Very astute point. Uh, you cut out there a little bit, Rob, but very astute point, Billy. I hadn't, I hadn't even considered the fact that we've already run there. Um, 
we usually run there one time a year, you know, since we since the schedule change and all that. But now they've got right. notes, and now we're going back there. And don't you better you better believe Chase Elliott. Um, I believe old Kyle Busch helped him out of the race early uh, um, uh, earlier in when we were there earlier in the year. And didn't Ricky Spinhouse Jr. wreck on the first lap or second lap or some shit? Um, and <laughs> it, it was early. It was very early. And fact of the matter is, we got a lot of guys that are racing for for, for next year. A lot of guys need to get need to do some good. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I believe is one of those guys. Um, now obviously Chase Elliott's not not going anywhere, but there's a lot of guys in that garage that need to start showcasing some talent and and seeing if they're really worth the investment that they got you know coming on. And I think uh, Rob has a great point. Now that we've got a couple races in there and we're getting ready to go back, and it is the start of the 10-race run to the end of the season. I, I'm very excited about what we're going to see up there, Billy. I, like you said, same weather conditions, um, and it, it's throwback, so we're going to have some uh, some cool skiing. By the way, I don't want to jump ahead, but I have been at the beach all day, so you're going to have to forgive me. But, Billy, did you see that uh, Ryan Newman's got his old USAC collar? He still has his old USAC collar. Have you seen a picture of that thing? I have not. It's badass looking. It's cold as hell. Rob, are are you taking that? You're not taking that track, are you? We could only hope, but no, we're not. That's what I I thought. It would be great. (laughs) It would be great to go there with that, but no, we're not. We're using our. We're using the the usual number six transport. So I would imagine you'd have. But but that was awesome. (laughs) It would have been cool. Yeah, Bill, you got to look it up and check out a picture of it. it. it was amazing. I'm not even sure a cup car would fit in it. Totally honest with you, um, but it uh, it was pretty pretty cool looking. But we got a lot of stuff going on. Listen, Daytona is Daytona. It was fantastic. And I'm glad they got the race in. And I, I literally sat on the edge of my couch the entire time. It was it was super fun. But we got a lot of things going on here, Billy. And I, one of the things I want to bring up again is Jimmy Johnson not making a playoff. Now look, I understand what the rule says, and Jimmy Johnson could not race, so he does not get the points. I would also not be angry if Jimmy Johnson got his relief driver's uh, points. I said it at the time, and the reason was, not because I'm trying to be some anti-NASCAR guy, but the fact of the matter is, back then, which was, you know, what, um, five weeks ago, four weeks ago or something, back then, yeah. we had no idea if anybody's test was right, wrong, indifferent, doesn't matter, um, asymptomatic, symptomatic, blah, blah, blah. We are now uh, September 2nd, and I have been even less fucking confidence in the testing of um, COVID. Uh, who's to know if he really had it? Who's to know if he was uh, – who, who, I don't have any freaking clue. But fact of the matter is, Jimmy Johnson does not get into the playoffs. Now, uh, he, he, he had a bad showing at Indy. He um, uh, didn't get to finish yeah. at uh, Charlotte. I mean, they had some other things going on there, Billy. But it's a. And, I do you think he's going to do something in these? Is he? Tell me right now, Billy. What position does Jimmy Johnson average in the last ten races? And do you think he's going to get a victory? Okay, I want to go back. You know, I was with you with the point on Jimmy Johnson's relief driver. Jimmy should have earned the points, but we go to that race. Like, there wasn't many points to earn. That was just a one-point thing. Yep. So, technically, that was, still wasn't a put him in. But, you know, right. go back to the disqualification at Charlotte. That put, probably puts him in. Yep. And, you know, Jimmy's run good. I say I say Jimmy Johnson, I don't – I say he wins one of these final races. And I say his average finish throughout these final ten races will be somewhere in the top ten. Billy, I don't disagree with anything you just said there. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm going to put it this way. Jimmy Johnson has amazed me from the time he got into Cup. I didn't even know who the hell he was in, in Xfinity. I, you know, I, I didn't didn't know anything about him. He gets the Cup. I'm like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Um, from the day he's gotten in the Cup to, to today, <laughs> you know, spanning his entire career, that guy has – has amazed me at every turn. I mean, he, he runs a race and then runs the, the marathon. I mean, he, he's, the, the guy is committed <laughs> to excellence. He's as mentally tough as, as any driver that's ever, ever driven. In my opinion, he's the best driver. Um, he's definitely the best driver in my lifetime. And I saw Richard Petty and I saw Dale Earnhardt drive. And I think what, what 
what Jimmy Johnson has done now with Chad Canals, and yes, it was a different time and that sort of thing, but I think Jimmy Johnson is number one. I think it was harder than ever to win when Jimmy Johnson was I would agree with you under that. I, mean, I would agree I, with everything you said. And I'm and not taking anything away. Yeah, I'm not taking away anything from Richard Petty and, and Dale Earnhardt. There's three guys at the top of the list, and they're arguably you can pick either one of those things, and I wouldn't call anybody an idiot for picking Richard Petty or Dale Earnhardt over, over Jimmy Johnson. My opinion is he's, he's – He's my, in my opinion, he's the best driver that I've ever seen drive. I am not going to put it past him to not get a victory. I, I'm, I'm just not. I, I can't circle a place on the calendar where I think he's going to get it, but I would put the odds at 75% to 25% he's going to win. I, I, I feel that strongly about him in his last 10 races and making sure that his girls can see him in victory lane. I, I think that's important to him. I think it's important to the organization. I think that they're going to give it everything they can, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if he had a top ten. These last ten races, he averaged a top ten finish. I think he's good. Yeah, Hendrick can't good have enough. Hendrick can't have two superstars going out of the retirement here without a win. No, no, they they, they can't. They, they Gordon win, Gordon won his final year, right? Gordon won his final year. Correct. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. And yeah, um, Junior and Jimmy Johnson both. They can't have two going out. Look, I, I, I was one of those guys who thought Jimmy Johnson was vanilla until I started paying attention and I realized I was wrong. I think it would be a travesty right. if he if he couldn't get into victory lane. I mean, stuff happens. Um, it's a travesty. He had to sit out a race because of supposed COVID in 2020. But, th- but in a grand scheme of things, there's literally millions of travesties worse in 2020 than Jimmy Johnson not making a damn playoff. <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, I, and you I, know, I think he's going to be fine. Go ahead. And not only that, the speak of the character, you know, I was a Jimmy Johnson hater back when he was winning all this shit. I didn't I like too. Jimmy Johnson. But when he like, – he didn't have to go get tested. He took the responsibility on himself to go get tested. He didn't. He could have showed up to race. That just shows you the type of person he is. Billy, you're, you're exactly right. And, and that was my next point coupled with this. After the race – Jimmy Johnson does an interview, and there was no – I mean, it was I mean, it was amazing to watch. And I, and I got to tell you, the last time I NASCAR, I saw something that cool because I can't stand Carl Edward to this day. I hate that prick, okay? But at the championship race in Homestead, after all that stuff happened there at the end, he went over and shook their hand, Joey Logano's hand. He went over there, congratulated the crew, or was that – Kyle Boyd, I can't remember who it was now, but he went over there and congratulated the team, no hard feelings, and I thought, damn, that's that's a that's a true competitor right there. That's, that's like two heavyweights getting in the ring, and at the end of it, they respect each other. And I, I couldn't have more respect for Jimmy Johnson um, in his career, and especially after seeing him, you know, he, he took ownership. He's like, hey, I need to go get tested. And to keep everybody safe, and Jimmy Johnson's kind of guy is probably thinking about everybody else. You know, hey, I want to keep myself safe, but I need to do this for everybody else. And then after his interview, I just thought it was fantastic. Rob, you were a part of that team in the in the forty eight eighty eight shop, and um, I know you you know Jimmy Johnson well, done all kind of tests and all this kind of stuff and all that. And I, I guess you know next year it's going to be weird for us as a fan, you know, to not not see him, you know, out there, but man, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not often that you see a great one, like, like, like Jimmy Johnson exit, exit the sport. I guess, I mean, I, I guess it's gotta be kind of weird, especially now that you're getting, you know, up there, you've seen a lot of people, good people retire, but this has got to be, this one's got to hit a little bit closer to home, doesn't it? Oh, for sure. I mean, the fact that you're not going to see him in that 48 car next year is a huge deal. Yeah. Um, and obviously nothing's been said about who's getting in the 48 car, what's going to happen, but it's definitely an end of an era, not only at Hendrick Motorsports, but in in our recent history yeah. overall. I mean, to have him not there, because you, you guys hit it, all, hit it all on point, is that the man is a true competitor and he's a true champion and he has represented the sport well for his career. Mm-hmm. And... That, not have that guy out there 
definitely changes the dynamic of each race. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's yeah. there. Um, it, 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 he had a great car and had a lot going on in Daytona and just got bit by, he got bit by a wreck and it sucked. Yep, it sir. really did. Yeah. Um, and in fact, there's, there's wrecks right there at the end of that race took out some very good race cars and You're not kidding. ended some big chances that were being, you know, some chances for guys to get into that, to get into the playoffs. It was yeah. huge. And you know what, Rob, you bring up a great point there that, that, I mean, the race was so good, I had even forgotten about that. So did you realize we saw a fantastic finish of that race, and you had probably nine cars that were sitting right where they wanted to be at the time and moving forward? I mean, I, this, this is crazy to think that we saw a hell of a race, and, and the, there was at least nine guys sitting there in that wreck that were poised and getting re- were making their run and getting up there when it happened. I, it, it's a shame, oh, yeah. Billy. It's literally a shame. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we, we was joking back and forth through our group message that, you know, this race should have been 20 laps. Five laps first, six, <laughs> five laps second, and ten laps the third. Because, I yeah. Mean, I mean, it was an amazing race. Uh, Rob, let me ask you a question. Um, I was very interested in the few – when I saw the stage lengths, I was very interested and I thought they were dumb. And then when the race played out, I was like, oh, my God. This, I mean, I don't even know what I would do with fuel here. Normally, I can sit at home and I can, you know, armchair crew chief it. Uh, but let me ask Billy first. Billy, what did you think of the stage lengths? I, that race went by extremely quick. And I don't know if it was just the fact that I'd been waiting on it all day and was excited. Yeah. But I thought I thought we were close, but close to being right where it needed to be. Okay, so Rob Lopes, um, from a from a from a yeah. tire standpoint, there, and I mean, because tires tire strategy, uh, basically, I think won the race. Um, but from a tire strategy and fuel strategy, um, it w- would would changing the lengths of those stages would it to to make sure you had to have a pit stop or or, or two? And did those stages feel about right from a competition standpoint? Oh yeah, um, and and the thing of it is, is fifty laps. You're right on the edge yeah. of fuel. Yeah. That's why it was safe, you know. And it didn't play a, it didn't play that big a role. Well, it didn't play a role at all if you pitted. Right. Um, if you pitted at the competition yellow, you yes. you weren't worried about fuel right. for the first stage. Yeah. Now, and a lot of guys stretched it out and they played the game. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of talk in the even in the even in the second stage as far as oh sorry i'm in my truck by the way that's right um there was a lot of talk in the second stage all right save fuel save fuel and guys you know making plays and it was you know it, that fuel mileage played out there was guys making plays you know leading the line a little slower you know running the bottom um you, like you saw that in the second stage especially guys running the bottom trying to stretch their fuel guys you know in the first stage, there was people that didn't pit, you know, didn't pit under caution and tried to stretch their fuel to keep their track position, stuff like that. I mean, it was right at the cusp that, you know, you could, uh, like, they, the Chevys, the Chevys pitted, I think it was, I want to say it was in the second stage, the Chevys pitted, the Toyos pitted, and the Ford stayed out. Mm-hmm. And it was a matter of, okay, we need to run slow enough to save our fuel but we don't want the Chevys to get up in between us and beat everybody up, and the Chevys were coming. Yeah. I mean, yep. they were like 12 seconds back with like 12 to go yeah. or something like that in the stage, and it's like, it's fighting oh, itself. boy, you know, things are things are going to get big because now yeah. they're going to get up there and mix it up with these guys that are trying to conserve fuel and break up that yeah. line, and they're good to go. And they were going to push to try to push them to run out of fuel. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot happening. But, yeah, I think from a stage length standpoint, I feel like that, I mean, if it's 160 laps, uh, how else would you break it up? Yeah. Uh, you I, know I, what I'm I, saying? Excellent, excellent diagnosis there. Billy, I think everything Bob just said, I, I, I want every track to do the stages like they did Daytona. They get two laps longer than what they could be because we're going to have some interest. I thought it absolutely played out fantastically, coupled with the tires 
and, and what they can do there with them. I thought it was just a fantastic thing. I was, I, I knew it was going to be good, Billy. I didn't know it was going to be that good. Okay, I literally everybody I know that watched it said it was an amazing race, not a good race, not an okay race, an amazing race with everything on the line, with the stages the way they were, with the Chevys teaming up and coming up there. They were going to be close. Everybody knew. Oh my God, if they have time, they're going to get up there. They got up. I mean, it was. I, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. It was fantastic. Let's move on here a little bit. William Byron um, let it out this this week, or I guess Hendrick Motorsports did, that he signed a contract extension through 2022. Weird that, you know, there's not a whole lot of long NASCAR <laughs> signing there, Billy. The most of them are, you know, three years or less um, uh, now. But um, so Mr. Hendrick, I, I guess he just hates me. Billy uh, and, and everybody else wondering who's going into 48 because he come out and said, "Yeah, we 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 know who's going into the 48, but because of the playoffs, we don't want to we don't want to disrupt uh, that team or anything because of the playoffs." Now, what the hell, Billy? Do you have any idea what he's talking about? Because now it, it, I wasn't even that worried about it before, and now I'm just dying to know what the hell it is, Billy. Who is going into the 48? Is it somebody from? Is is Alex Bowman moving over there? They're bringing somebody else in the 88. What, what do you think is happening? I don't think it would be Alex Bowman because a team a number swap pretty much. I don't think it would be Alex Bowman. I'm not really sure. I really don't see Clint Boyer going over there because, you know, Hendrick Motorsports wants a young driver. Like, it would be a good fit for Clint Boyer. Mm. Well, I I really don't know. I definitely don't think it's Kyle Larson. Yeah. I don't think it is either because that wouldn't have anything to do with with the playoff team unless he's talking about – he doesn't want to disrupt, you know, the rest of his organization because they're in the playoffs. But that's I, what it, I'm wondering. It, it, he did the way he said that, and, and Mr. Hendricks is a slick son of a gun. He chose his words yeah. perfectly. Okay, he chose them perfectly. I have no clue. I, I didn't have a clue before. The only thing I did know for certain is Bubba Wallace wasn't getting his ass in that ride, okay? Yeah, I hope you heard that, Jimmy Wags. Bubba Wallace is never going to the 48, for Christ's sakes. But I, I, with the way he said that and put that out there is just completely befuddling to me, and, and I, I don't know what to make of it. And, again, it's a, it, I say this every year, Billy. As far as I'm concerned, this is the best year of NASCAR we've ever had. And and I say that knowing that because I've had to watch what the teams have to do, Billy. I've had to watch what the industry has to do, the drivers, the crew guys, the people, the PR people, the people in the garage, the officials. How are they going to make this stuff work? How are they going to get it done? And the oh, racing got, has been really, really good. Yeah, what is it, Billy? Break Kyle Busch to Hendrick Motorsports to finish his career the way oh, he started. That then he retires. And watches okay. his son race. Okay, well, I'm, glad, I, I'm glad. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I wasn't holding a knife or something because uh, I may have actually stabbed myself or something um, uh, uh, here in that. But, part out of the way. It, yeah, yeah. Is that being reported by uh, uh, the Onion or something? Or um, uh, who's reporting that, <laughs> Billy Bradley? Uh, is that is that on the back of a crayon box or something? Uh, that, that's what that was. Um, but listen, I, it's 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 an amazing year for NASCAR. I thought the product was fantastic. We're getting into crunch time. I think it's going to even be better. Um, but we talked about Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace announced a new sponsorship. It's a personal sponsorship, Billy Bradley. It's uh, um, he signed with Kingsford. By the way, in the have you seen the video of him uh, barbecuing Billy or, or Rob? Have you seen it by chance? I have not. I, would I haven't either. A dollar to a donut hole. Bubba Wallace has never barbecued or grilled anything in his entire life, and he eats ribs like he's never seen one before in his life. I, and, and even Jimmy Wags agreed with me. His hat is stupid looking. The way he's ribs is dumb. He opens up the grill like he's never seen one before, and he doesn't know what's going to happen when he opens up the hood. It's, it's funny as hell, but he's racking stuff up. And I'm thinking, Billy Bradley, that uh, Joe Gibbs Racing and Toyota's moving over there. Denny Hamlin's going to be involved some way. Uh, I mean, that's, I, 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 I'm just basing that off of because it's the only thing that makes sense from what I can understand other than – 
them just RPM and Bubba Wallace just doing it themselves. But what, what do you think about Bubba Wallace's future next two year in RPM? You got any thoughts on it? I, I think he stays at RPM. I think they switched to Toyota, but I'm I don't see Denny Hamlin and the Michael Jordan rumor all this being true. Like I know Jimmy Wag wants to see it happen, and I'll be wrong, but I just can't understand like how a owner can drive for a different team. I, I thought there was a rule against that. You mean like Dylan Hart Senior did? <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. After Dale Earnhardt Senior, after Dale is it is it different? Yes, it is. Well, let's, uh, let's put it this way. Let, let's put it this way, Rob. After that happened, and they went to the four team maximum, they they outlawed that rule. However, Steve Phelps said, um, I, "It was yesterday or the day, I think it was Tuesday, Billy." Steve Phelps said that as long as it wasn't um, a fifth car. For a uh, for a four team uh, owner, um, and and a a driver had ownership of it, but it wasn't a a fifth car that that they could do it. Now that's a fine line. I don't see how Denny Hamlin can own it and Joe Gibbs Racing get or or I mean it's the only other Toyota thing out there. I, it sounds to me like it is fishy to say the least. But uh, listen, it's Bubba Wallace. And it's Richard Petty, and right now Bubba Wallace is going to get anything he wants from NASCAR because I believe NASCAR are I, – I believe, even though I've, I've given NASCAR amazing kudos for what they've done on the track, I think the way they've handled the Black Lives Matter thing um, by declaring it was a noose and, and letting everybody know they brought in the FBI and all that shit, I think that was pandering to a crowd. I think that's absolutely utter bullshit. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go on record right now and say if there's any kind of protest over Jacob – um, uh, what's his name, Jacob Blake? Is there any type of protest from the drivers over Jacob Blake getting shot? I may turn off the TV, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, they're talking about it right now, and Jimmy Johnson came out and said, hey, athletes are able to have opinions and all that, and I'm on board with that 100%, 100%. Jacob Blake has had his name put on uh, – I mean, they, they canceled some NBA games, Billy, until they realized they weren't going to get paid. And then they decided to go ahead and have yeah. a season. But uh, Duke, Drew Brees had his name on his on the back of his jersey and all this stuff. Uh, Jacob Blake is a piece of shit. And and not only is he a piece of shit, the girl that he uh, raped and had a he, he right. had, they had a, a a warrant out for him. And, and not only that, but they had he had a a um, uh, uh, what do you, uh, what's that where you can't go up and you can't get within. You, you can't go restraining restraining order. order. I'm sorry, had a restraining order, and within three minutes of the cop showing up, he fights two cops who tased him twice, has a knife, and tries to steal the woman's car that he is accused of raping. And we're going to make this guy a martyr? Not on my watch. I don't want to. There's no reason exactly. why we should do anything to that piece I'm of with, shit. I, and, and if, I'm and if, with and you. Here, and here lies the thing. Without, without getting political, here, here lies the thing. We are talking about another criminal and this one is a let me ask you a question how do you think the mother of that girl that got raped feels having their kill having all these athletes hold this guy as a martyr for violence rob lebron james says enough of this shit and by the way there's, there's a woman who was raped by this man over and over again and was traumatized did vile things to her the day that the cop showed up and now not only is that piece of shit uh, um, uh, being a hero, he's now a millionaire. He's now a millionaire, yes. and, and it's absolutely atrocious to me that we would rush to conclusion. We rush to judgment on any of this stuff. And, and if anybody at NASCAR um, protests – excuse me, not protests – if anybody uh, doesn't drive or, or NASCAR as a, as a body does something, A, I will be surprised because they've already shown – what side of the fence they are on when, when, when we're at Talladega. And I think that was strong. I think that was perfect. And I think that's exactly the way NASCAR should have handled it. By NASCAR, I mean the garage. What NASCAR did with bringing in the FBI and letting everybody know they're bringing in the FBI was fucking bullshit. And I, I'm not ever going to forgive them. In fact, they should apologize for pandering to black people um, because all they did was exactly what, what race baiters do every day. And there's no difference between what NASCAR and Steve Phelps did that day between what um, uh, um, Reverend Al Sharpton does every day of the week. Reverend Al Sharpton gets $50,000 every time he speaks or he doesn't speak. 
Uh, he takes money from people who are uh, suing the police or suing this. I mean, he, he's just a big a piece of shit. What NASCAR did at Talladega was terrible. What the drivers, what the garage, what the officials, what everybody did on the ground there was fantastic. If there's any type of protest whatsoever over what happened to Jacob Blake, I will be pissed. And I will because it's, yeah. I don't, it's I don't not right. Say, just because it's a different, it's a different animal. It's a I completely different animal. animal. Totally different. And I don't think you'll. Well, I don't, I don't think, think so that. either. But every, but Jimmy Johnson has said a few things. Bubble Wall, Bubble. The only thing I did see Bubble Wall say, "Hey, we've already made our our choice," which I I, I thought was very 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 cool. Um, I mean, what yeah. he said was 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 really good. But there's I, I still I mean, let, let, let's just move on because I hope it doesn't happen. But there's still Roman. Good idea. Today That's a great idea. Bob Bockers is even tweeting about it uh, as we speak. So um, I just I hope that that's not the case. Oh my God! I just uh, I just flipped through my timeline and I see you've got to see you've got to Rob, Billy. You guys have got to see Bubba Wallace uh, eating a rib. I, I just I, I want you to see that because it looks like he's it looks like he's trying to eat chopsticks for the first time. Um, and he looks awkward as hell. Let's go um, let's go down to Darlington, South Carolina, Rob. Um, they have a throwback look to the tire with a thin blue line. I kind of like the way it looks. Yep. Billy, have you seen it? I have not. It's pretty damn I'm cool, Rob. Oh, um, Rob, I, I mean, I, I listen, I, I, I'm not saying you're old, but I don't remember ever looking at a tire with a blue line on it. Do you have any idea how old it's, or how long it's been since they've used a tire like that? I do not. I would have to do the research on it myself. I think it looked pretty cool and it's a neat idea, but yeah. I don't I don't have that information. Um, but do you, do you remember seeing it? I, mean, I can say I can it? say it's not it's not not during my career. Let's be honest. Come on, now. Okay. Yeah. not during well, my I mean, career. I mean, I realize I've been in the garage a while, but well, how long you've been in there? Twenty five years. Twenty twenty two years. What? How long you been there? This is my twenty sixth season. Twenty sixth season. So Billy Bradley, they're bringing back a throwback tire. I guess that they've run at least 26 years ago uh, or, or earlier than 26 years, but it looks pretty cool. I also think it's funny that they're using a blue line since um, uh, uh, their, their Goodyear's factory in Kansas City got caught saying you can't wear Blue Lives Matter shirts, but you can wear Black Lives Matter shirts. That's pretty funny. However, the, the, car, the, the tire looks amazing, and I can't wait to see what it looks like I think on some of these cars. Well, uh, well it's, it's not a stretch, but um, but but we'll move we'll move on for sure. I think it's going to look fantastic up against some of these paint schemes. I'm very excited to see how it looks, yeah. and I want to I want to bring something else up, and you guys can vote. I, I am I am willing to put myself on the line because, and and you guys can give me hell, but I'm going to tell you something. After seeing the lights under the car at Bristol. I would have loved to seen the lights under the car at Daytona, so you could see who was pushing. Always clear. I listen. I said I would. I was willing to take the heat, but I think it would have been awesome, especially for new fans, especially all the new fans we got. Is if you can tell Chevy from Chevy to Chevy, those people can't pick out a Chevy from a new fan's not going to be able to pick out that bow tie, especially when they're pushed up underneath each other. I thought it would have been cool to have the lights under the car at, Tal- at at Daytona. Billy Bradley, this is your shot. Was that the dumbest thing I've said, or do you agree? That's probably one of the dumbest things you said on this podcast <laughs> okay. in the last five years. <laughs> okay. That well, that's, is that's, 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 <laughs> You know where the Chevrolets are. They're all them 12 that's in a line together. The Ford's the other 12. Toyota's the other 12. Well, at the end of the race, it might. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna, okay, it's dumbest thing I, I may have ever said. Rob, dumbest thing I've ever said, or or not a bad idea. Um, all due respect, I think you've had better ideas. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that's definitely not in the top. I don't know, one hundred thousand. Okay, yeah, he's on the top 100. Well, I, listen, I, 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 uh, I'm brave enough or maybe dumb enough to say uh, uh, what I think. But I, I just think that the, the lights underneath the car, uh, there may be a place in them, maybe not. Uh, let's move on. We're going to Darlington. Yeah, it's called an all-star race. Um, wait, I just found out, is Justin Haley on the pole at, at Darlington? Did I read that correct? For who? I don't think he can be. He can't be. It's it's awesome. Remember, it's the uh, he can't be. A he can't be. Oh B, yeah, that's it's right. the nine. I'm pretty sure. 
Because oh, y'all the set up uh, peel draw you lot so much. He, if it was my way, he would have the chance to be on the pole. Well, it's it's a formula apparently they use. I, I must I don't know where I saw that. I've been at the beach all day, so your you top six, your your, your playoff cars your playoff cars are one through sixteen. Yeah, playoff cars. Now, are I don't one know how 16. that shakes out. That's I don't right. know how that shakes out moving forward, but this week they are one through Thank sixteen. Thank all right, Rob. So we're headed back to Darlington. As you said, we've had we've raced there this year, which is something that we we normally don't. Um, in, in your Magic Eight Ball, it, I mean, I, on the strategy on, on tires here, how do you see this thing on on fuel strategy? Do you see any trends or anything from the, from the previous race that we've had here? On anything that's going to move forward by chance, or is just just going to be yeah. balls to the wall? When the caution comes out, you're going to come get them. Yeah. There's your tire strategy. When the caution comes out, you're putting tires on. You're not going to take two. You're going to take four, mm-hmm. or you're going to get eaten alive. Yeah. Um, if, I mean, I guess fuel could come into a point, but I doubt it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't – I can't – I I struggle to remember. I mean, I'm not going to say it hasn't happened, but, yeah. I mean, you can make green flag pit stops at Darlington because it has happened, but you want tires before you're out Oof. of gas. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was there uh, the only time I've been Hey, guys, let me, let me break in right here. This will be the third time we run this race. Didn't we run it like a Saturday and a Monday or yeah. wasn't it like split up the first time? Yeah, it rained, didn't it? And it yeah. wasn't supposed to do something and it rained or something? No, I think we raced it two races. Oh, like we that's did right. It like on a we did it Saturday and a Sunday, Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. what we did. Okay. Yeah. That's what we did. So we got two races in there, and I, I can tell you this. Track position, track position, track position. I was at that race in 2014 when Dale Jr. stayed out. Kevin Harvick came in uh, with, with just a few laps uh, at, the end of, at the end of the race. Um, Dale Jr. restarted number one. He, with about three laps to go, Kevin Harvick passed him and wasn't even <laughs> close after that. Um, it, it, track position, track position, track position. Pit road is going to be – Big. One thing Denny Hamlin has not done this year that he did a lot. I think over the last five years, he led the mo- the, the drivers with the most pit road speeding penalties. Speeding penalty on this track is going to kill you. It's absolutely going to kill you at this track because it, it, you're going to go a lap down fast, and that's, you're going to have to work hard all day to get it. It's not impossible to do it, but I think we're in for an absolute stellar race. I think Coming from Daytona to down here, it's going to be uh, true NASCAR enthusiasts are going to love every lap of this race, Billy Bradley. I'm very excited. As you said, same race conditions as the first race that we had up there um, when we came back from the pandemic. And I got to tell you, I'm not even – you would think as we get close to the end of the year that I would be – I have an idea of where I want to go. If if it's not Kevin Harvick and it's not Denny Hamlin – and it's not Martin Truex Jr. It, 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 Chase Elliott, but that that dark horse pick here is very important. <laughs> it's very important here, and I don't know which way to, we're we're going to go. Uh, Billy Bradley, who's your winner and who's your dark horse here at, at Darlington? Well, I mean, I don't want to jump the gun. I, I know I didn't win last week. Who won? Uh, hell, I might have won. I took Denny. I took the eleven and a ten. I probably I probably came I probably won. Okay, so we'll let you go first because I know I, I didn't win. Sure, why don't you go first? I'll go first. I'm gonna take Kevin Harvick. Um, I'm gonna take Kevin Harvick as Damn. my uh, as my as my as my winner. And um, even though I bashed the shit out of him uh, as of late, uh, Billy Bradley, you got turned on to what Clint Boyer and and that 14 team is doing over there. And I know you you seem to think that. Um, Clint Boyer is is in over there. I'm not sure. I think if somebody come along with money today, Clint Boyer might be out. I'm not. Oh, I think Clint Boyer's out. Oh, you do? Okay. okay. Thank you, Ben. I, I got you. So, uh, what what did you say? I didn't hear that. Yeah, I think Wags thinks Boyer's really oh, fine. Yeah, that's right. That's that's right. Yeah, that's right. I, I'm not sure. Clint, I think Clint Boyer needs a needs a a stellar race. I like that about him. I like how he usually runs there. I'm gonna take. I'm going to take a four, and I'm going to stay at Stuart Haas Racing and take another Ford and Clint Boyer. Um, Billy Bradley, wow. let's let you go second. Go ahead. 
Well, since you left it open and we're taking teammates, I'm going with the 11 and 18. I mean, damn, 18 still out there. Do you believe that, Billy? I, I cannot believe that the 18 is still uh, yeah. a dark horse. All right, Rob Lope, so you've got the four and the 11, the two best cars all year off the board. Who are you going to take for your winner, bud? The next I think the car. winner, I mean, it's hard. It, I'm going to have to say the 19. Great pick. Yep. And yep. and let me think for a dark horse there. Why not go with Jimmy? I'll tell you it's 48. Nice pick. Yeah, that's a good one, too. I was on but the, the guy that took you out of the race in Daytona is a solid pick, too, Tyler Reddick. Yeah. Oh, my God, Tyler yeah, Reddick. Well. By the way, yeah. I'm glad we're not talking about that because that, that would give Rob heartburn. I mean, it gave me heartburn the second I saw it. And not just me. Yeah. There's a lot of people that have heartburn <laughs> over that move. Yeah, there's about nine of them, as a matter of fact. I'm gonna be honest yeah. with you. He's still he's still not clear. Yeah. I, yep. Okay. <laughs> he is still not clear. Yeah. Yeah. He's still not. That's funny. He's still not clear. Yeah. He's got a lot of. It's gonna be a long time before people forget that one in the garage, Billy. I, I, uh, I, I, garage... I will tell you this, and and then we'll move on because this is something that that I've been thinking about, and I just I'm just gonna make a statement and move on. Yeah. I mean, I get what the kid was trying to do. Yeah. I mean, he was making a bold move. He's making a run for the playoffs. I understand it. But that move he made is one coming off a four, coming to the checkered, not with ten to go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I agree. I couldn't have said it better. When that happened. Right move, wrong time. That's, that's, that's right. And you, I, I get it when you're when you're coming up, when you're coming to the to the checkers. I, I get it. I mean, you kind of have to. I mean, that's what racers do. Yeah. That was a little bit early. He's he's learning, and he cost a bunch of people a lot of money and chances at a win to get oh, yeah. in the playoffs. And it's that's a big that's oh, yeah. a big mistake, Billy Bradley. And um, I, it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back. But I've got the four and the fourteen. Billy Bradley, you have got the eleven and the eighteen. Rob Lopes has taken um, the 19 and the 48. I, listen, I, every one of those are solid picks. I also can see Chase Elliott getting up there and, and doing something. It's going to be interesting. To see. The two people, the three people I really want to see how they respond here at this race is Tyler Reddick, it is William Byron, and it is um, – oh, damn it. Who was the last one? Tyler Reddick, William Byron. Oh, and, uh, and Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott is, when you look at it, most people are thinking Chase Elliott may be that fourth guy that makes the, the, the chase, uh, makes, makes the playoffs. But he's been a little quiet here lately, even though he's, he's got a victory not too, not too long ago. He, he hasn't been – he's either been on or he's been off. And he needs to turn it on and, and see what happens. But, listen, folks, um, enjoy this Labor Day weekend. Be safe. Um, find a designated driver. Uh, don't shoot nobody. Let's shake everybody's hand and say uh, peace and, and, and have just a great weekend, fantastic weekend. Rob, be safe down there. Uh, get that number 16 uh, up front. That's going to be great. That would be awesome to see uh, down there. And, by the way, Cookout is sponsoring this race. Uh, Billy, that is my daughter's favorite fast food restaurant all of a sudden. There's a Cookout in Moorhead where she goes to school. You get so I- much food. I, listen, I, when I go there, the, the menu is 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 almost overwhelming. Um, uh, it's almost overwhelming, and thankfully there's no cookouts in Texas because when I go when I go see one, I don't normally go eat. And you know, when you get a, a tray for six dollars and it's got nine food items on it, that that hits a fifty year old pretty hard right in the gut. Um, but uh, Rob, be safe. Have a good weekend down there for Rob Lope, Billy Bradley. I'm Dado. Y'all have a good one now. We out. See you. With all this craziness going on in the world right now, we appreciate you spending a little time with us. Before you leave, take a minute and check out this new song by Guy L. Boom and Alex Hobbs. Here's End of the World. Yeah. TV. I'm turning off my TV. Shit's getting rough. All the service negativity. I think I had enough. I got my own demons. That I'm still dealing with And if you still wanna be here I gotta make one thing clear Don't just say you love me Show me You say that you're with me Then prove me I'm really trying to find my fears But it's getting scary out here I don't wanna be alone Tonight Baby, hold me tight Tonight Oh
make love to me Like it's the end of the world Falling, so come on, baby, make love to me. Like it's 